Good evening, Super Kicking with Stephen Fans, your favorite host right here, Stephen A, 1181, kind of riding solo today as we kind of get caught up on all the events that happened at WWE SummerSlam and talk up a new championship in AEW and getting caught up on what happened on AEW. So we're going to kind of bypass Raw, SmackDown, and NXT today uh, just because SummerSlam just happened. We'll get back to everything uh, in two weeks. So next week we are completely out. I am doing stuff in Chicago. I will share more on that live at the Facebook page. Uh, so kind of join us there for all that fun information. Uh, first off, let's just kind of get right to it. If I can bring up the slide, there it is. Old news. So that's right. Last night was WWE SummerSlam. As you can see, some of the, the or sorry, the match results are right there for your viewing pleasure. This was one of those shows that I wasn't sure, you know, how much finger uh, fingerprints Triple H would have on it. And guess what? Right off the bat, he had his fingerprints on it. Uh, I don't know if his, you know, if his whole paw prints were over everything, but you can look at the beginning. So Bianca Belair defeated Becky Lynch to retain the Raw Women's title. And all of a sudden we saw a handshake between Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. And, you know, a little hug to kind of, you know, let that happen. Uh, then all of a sudden we hear some music. It's Bailey. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey is finally back. Thank the heavens. We've wanted her back. We've needed her back, especially, I think, on Raw. And, you know, now we see her back. And Dakota Kai is back, who just got released, uh, I believe, earlier this year. So Dakota Kai is back. And Io Shirai, now going by Io Sky, or Io Sky, um, will be part of this trio. Uh, so Dakota Kai, Io Sky, and Bailey are new kind of, you know, heel faction that looks like they'll be going after Bianca Belair. Becky Lynch stepped into the ring. By the way, a really great match from Bianca and Becky uh, I thought we saw some stuff from Becky that we haven't seen in, you know, ever, uh, you know, ring-wise. And the kiss of death on the outside was really strong by Bianca. Some good stuff there both ways. And, you know, just really set the stage for how this evening would look. Uh, Logan Paul defeated The Miz. Um, some things here. We did have Maurice out there. We had Champ out there. Uh, AJ Styles takes out Champ to kind of even the odds. Logan Paul um, gets the win with the skull crushing finale on the Miz. I don't think things are done there, and we'll see where they go next. Uh, I don't know if maybe we'll get a tag team match or or Champa and AJ Styles will kind of move on to their own program, but it does not look like things are done there yet. Bobby Lashley defeated Theory. Man, it's, you know, we talked about this yesterday with Greg, and I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Theory right now. I, I do think he's going to lose that briefcase. I think he's not going to win the titles. There, there's a lot going on there. And it feels like he is definitely, you know, kind of headed for a soft reset, if it, if that's the word. But um, he, he loses to Bobby Lashley, obviously. And, you know, we'll kind of see. I, I think Lashley doing an open challenge, you know, the next few weeks. Uh, maybe lean up to Cardiff to see who can challenge him is a good idea, and we'll kind of go there. So uh, Big Ben is in the chat. Thank you, Big Ben, for joining us, and glad to see you here. Kind of riding solo, so we'll probably give you a good 30, 40 minutes of talk tonight. 
and then you can kind of be on your way for the rest of your Sunday evening. Uh, next up, the Mysterios uh, defeated Finn Bauer and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Edge came back uh, kind of with the brood music. So, you know, I wonder if maybe he's going to be using that forward or, you know, will they kind of have him, you know, kind of playing that up? And, you know, do we, who do we get on the Judgment Day side? Does Rhea just step in there? Is that, you know, is that the even size, three on three? Uh, I think for Cardiff, you probably do Edge and Finn just with, you know, the European aspect of it. Finn is obviously, you know, Irish um, last lad kicker. <laughs> so uh, I think, you know, him and Edge will be a fantastic match. Uh, Finn had some great comments talking about the demon character. And maybe now with Triple H in charge, maybe he can have more creative control over the demon persona and what that would mean. So, um, you know, not a bad match there. Nothing really to write home about. I thought, you know, I still think maybe Dominic needs to leave, you know, raise soon and kind of see what he can do on his own. Uh, but it doesn't look like that might be anytime soon. So Pat McAfee got a good win over Happy Corbin. Uh, once again, I think McAfee looks completely solid in the ring, you know, and he just keeps selling it. So, uh, you know, there was a little, you know, look between him and Corey Graves and, you know, sign me up for that. I, I think that'd be very interesting to kind of go that route and see where you go there. How about the Usos and Street Profits? Really fantastic match. It was a little slow at the beginning, but that's how these matches go. The crowd got into it towards, you know, the middle and the end. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, you know, counts has to count the three for the Street Profits. So, uh, yeah, what about this? How about if Edge comes up with Bray Wyatt? Yeah, I, that that is very interesting. You know, where could that go? Uh, Bray Wyatt is going to be my topic of conversation later on in the show. You know, as far as uh, down, uh, I want to talk at the end of it in my last call segment about where Triple H should go. Uh, he made some good moves last night and, you know, where else could he go to, you know, keep signing people and bring people back. But Edge and Bray Wyatt could be an interesting pairing and that could kind of get their own dy dynamic. So maybe you have them, you have the Mysterios, you have Finn and Damian Priest, you know, some tag teams could really do a lot of good to kind of get the tag team division going. Because right now the Usos, uh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe Triple H is calling the Young Bucks. Uh, to come over or, you know, if, if we could finally do that crossover between, you know, Impact Wrestling and AEW and ROH and WWE, uh, you know, we can maybe do some cross-promotion tag team matches because right now the Usos are on a plane by themselves. They're, there's no really believable team to come after them right now, so... That's why I thought the Street Profits really could have benefited from winning last night. And I'm very surprised that we didn't pull that win off. You know, even, even if Roman retained what he did at the end of the night, I don't know. It just very interesting that the Usos keep winning because, like I said, if, you know, eventually it's going to be tough to find somebody that could, you know, really par, go on par with them. So um, Riddle and Seth Freaker Rollins has kind of gone to wild brawl. This is definitely Triple H's call, you could tell, because uh, this kind of made me think back to when Seth Rollins interrupted TakeOver, calling out Triple H. So, um, uh-oh, what is this? 
all about the so my friend said that she dated triple h and should tell them had to go away for surgery okay there you go <laughs> interesting stuff there yes the the unofficial woman that are you know that dated triple h and paul Heyman. i wonder if that might have been the early 2000s-ish then uh big ben because remember triple h blew out his knee um and then came back very strong at royal rumble if i remember right if those timelines are matching up so uh good stuff there and we'll, we'll definitely have to see if we can ever get her on and talk her up and see you know what she's doing now and uh what was that like in that time frame being with <laughs> two of those guys at the time that were really you know very hot items so uh, i would love to talk to her if we can ever um, Seth Rollins, though, and uh, Riddle, I think Monday night we're going to see uh, either I think you open the night with them. Or I think you might close, you know, maybe we could close the night with them and, you know, just have it unsanctioned or, you know, give it some different stakes uh, to, you know, give it something different there. So uh, Liv Morgan defeated Ronda Rousey. Uh, the whole story here was the arm, you know, Liv really played up that arm, you know, being hurt uh, and Ronda, you know, the the finish obviously leaves it back for Ronda and Liv to go at it again. Uh, I don't know if they'll go at Clash of the Castle if they go beforehand or you know or Ronda Rousey you know did take out a referee you know kind of went crazy kind of went almost started the heel turn so you wonder if maybe they just write her off for some time maybe to Extreme Rules and then that way you could give Liv some other contenders in the meantime and uh, so the finish here was. Liv was in Rhonda's clutches, like, you know, tap it. She uh, had Rhonda pinned to the mat as well. So there was a count of three, and in the middle of two, there was a tap out by Liv. So that's why we kind of get that. And, you know, we're still kind of going there. I, I could go it again at Clash of the Castle, and I still wonder if maybe Rhonda wins there, but I, I think you, I, I would still love to see Liv kind of keep rolling, but. Uh, we shall see. And finally, how about this um, last man standing match? I thought Brock and Roman really brought it. There was different, you know, things used. Uh, who in their bingo card had um, a tractor being used uh, to dump Roman, to lift up the ring as well. That is one of the craziest spots I believe we've ever seen in wrestling. You know, we've seen the, the ring falling down and explode, you know, ex imploding. A few times we've never seen the ring picked up. You know, we've seen um, the ring kind of taken apart to show the wood, to, you know, show the, the foundation of it. We've seen the outside pulled apart. We've seen the announce tables. You know, we've seen people duct tape. Uh, John Cena Batista comes to mind where he couldn't um, get the end, you know, the count. But this one, you know, they just piled the trash on top of uh, Brock Lesnar. And I, I, I definitely think this is Brock Lesnar's swan song. You know, maybe he comes back at Mania, but you know, if he's not back, man, what a small, what a, what a great run to kind of finish up things. And you know, I we talked about this once again yesterday, kind of going back to it. But Brock Lesnar's last run here really, you know, was just a fun run for him. You could tell he was into it. I think he was enjoying himself, and what a way to go out. And Roman is kind of, you know, he's like the Usos, like who's next for Roman? Uh, it is Drew, and I still think, you know, you probably do have Drew pick up the win. 
but you may want Roman to keep rolling. <laughs> so uh, I think I the the feel good story though has to be uh, Drew McIntyre getting the win at Clash of the Castle, and I hope we go that route. So some good stuff for um, SummerSlam last night. You know, like I said, I think some of Triple H's creative control was there. I think Clash of the Castle will really see you know where Triple H's influence is starting tomorrow, starting SmackDown. You know, it's kind of, it's definitely a trend in the right direction, as they say, with those things. Um, next up, how about this? We got trios titles finally announced for AEW. And if you've been watching Being the Elite, if you've been paying attention to the little signs, the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page, they make the most sense for this. On the other hand, my heart would love the best friends to get it. <laughs> to see Chuck Taylor trent and orange cassidy win something you know finally earn some sort of title so those are my top two trios right now i uh, i i think i'm leaning towards probably making the most sense for the young bucks and somehow reuniting with hangman and a page to win these on the way to there i don't know how that happens i'm not the writer of that but that's you know how i kind of see that play now um and it's it's one of those titles you know it's interesting because there is six-man tag team titles or six-man titles in ring of honor so will these unify with the aw titles kind of to give us one title both pro, both brands i probably would assume that's the best way to go with that but cool to see us title like this you know wwe could look at that as well I, I, you know i think we got plenty of three-man options that you could kind of run there so um that's kind of the big news there let's take a quick commercial break get into some aw talk and uh, get some closing comments. And then, yeah, like I said, we're just kind of doing a short and sweet episode today, uh, writing solo. So I don't want to talk your ear off with all my comments. And we'll get back to full brand in two weeks uh, for your viewing pleasure. So uh, Rogue Energy, and then we'll get right into some AW talk. hit some of the big points here for um rampage or sorry for dynamite uh let's go at the end because i think this is the biggest win of daniel garcia's win i think this is why brian danielson came to aw as well to really put over guys you know get some wins himself but really do a lot of good for the wrestling world by putting over people that's why cm punk came as well and you know does brian danielson ever win the world title I don't know. I, I, I don't think so, honestly. And I think he's okay with that. You know, maybe winning a Ring of Honor title now, just with his ties to that would be something. But Daniel Garcia got a good win over Brian Danielson because we've been waiting. 
you know, for Garcia to kind of pick up something that really signifies him going in the right direction. So that was, you know, a big moment. Thunder Rosa pick up a good win there against uh, Miyu Yamashita, where Yamashita defeated her in Japan, kind of got the upset. So there you go. Uh, then kind of going back to the beginning, uh, John Moxley keeps rolling along. He beats Roosh. Chris Jericho comes out and says, hey, I want a title shot at your a, you know, interim AW World Championship. And we will see on Rampage that we are Yuta uh, kind of called out Chris Jericho on that end. And Jericho and Will Yuta will go at it. Jericho loses this Wednesday. He loses his title shot at Quake at the Lake, which is the week after. So uh, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Uh, there was a lot going on here next with the FTW Championship. But everything did something for every person. So first we had Ricky Starks defeat Dan Housen. No surprise there. And then, you know, we brought it up last week. Does Hook get involved? Because you have, is Jericho ever going to give it up? Big Ben, uh, yes. I, I think this is kind of the last run. I think that's why he's, you know, saying he wants a world title. I think next year we don't see him much at all at all. Yeah, and that's a good idea. That's a good statement as well. I don't know if he does it for anyone anymore. I, I really don't. I mean, the the barbed wire everywhere match is horrible. He just looks steps. You know, there there's times he looks okay, and then there's other times he he doesn't look as you know as as keen as he used to. And is it one of those things where he's just not? Is he pulling the, you know the well? I don't care about this feud, so I'm just going to move on. You know, or I do care, so I'm going to step it up. It, it just, I don't know. It, he's in, he's, he's Jericho. Yes, he's, you know, one of the good, you know, greatest in-ring wrestlers and just one of the greatest characters for all the different incarnations he's created. But, and then, you know, you just kind of move on and he's, he's kind of losing it. You know, I, I wonder if people are losing their, <laughs> their respect for him too. It just feels like things are going downward for him. So. It's one of those, you know, um, father time catches up with you and you got to answer that call sometimes. So I do think Jericho wise, like I said, I think we'll see him a lot this year and then next year, you know, maybe here and there, if that, you know, so I, I, I agree with you. Uh, probably going to have to give it up soon in the worlds of, of words of Rick's Rick's Rick Astley. So <laughs> he never is going to give it up, but he probably needs to give it up. So uh, FTW championship, though, this is where I think, you know, things really set the stage. So Hook wins the title off Ricky Starks. A really cool moment because you have Taz who created this title. You have Hook who is Taz's son wins the title. You have Ricky Starks asked for microphone time after the commercial break. You have powerhouse Hobbs out there. He takes out Ricky Starks. That sets up Ricky Starks as a baby face because I think that's where people want to see Ricky Starks. Um, I brought a lot of the young rock um, aspect of Ricky Starks, and I think that's kind of where we see that going. So now you have Powerhouse Hobbs as a heel on his own. You have Hook with his dad, probably with the FTW Championship. You have Ricky Starks on a face run. And, you know, you split up Team Taz because you probably needed to. So... I think everybody's going to benefit from that. 
Sammy Guevara defeated Dante Martin. So Tay Conti was on there. Sky Blue was out there. Um, Anna Jay was out there. Ruby Soho comes to make the save with Anna Kingston and with um, uh, Santana, I mean, sorry, Ortiz. So uh, we'll probably get some Sammy Guevara, Eddie Kingston action here. And yeah, it is what it is there. I, Inner Circle, I mean, sorry, <laughs> Jericho Association, Jericho Appreciation Society, and this faction of Eddie Kingston needs to move on. That that That's run its course. Uh, Joan Gavoy talked, you know, set his stage for where he wants to face Christian. Uh, do you hold that out to all out? I think you can and let Joan Gavoy get a good win there. So, And then we also saw um, Tony Nice and um, one of other Mark Sterling's clients. I forget the name now, but looks like they're going to go after Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. So that was... Uh, um, Dynamite in a nutshell. Some things on um, Rampage as well. So Orange Cassidy, best friends, got a good win. Once again, they're my my second choice for the inaugural AEW Trios title. I, I think that would be awesome if they actually won it. I don't think they will, but hey, it'd be awesome. Uh, how about Ethan Page? Now that Scorpio Sky's on the IL, the injured list, does Ethan Page decide to get some shine? Uh, even though it was interesting that some people have caught when he was going for kind of his razor's edge move, he said, I hate this place, or I don't want to be here. And that's interesting. You know, does Triple H get on the phone and say, hey, you know, do you want to come over here and, <laughs> and do some things for us? But uh, I don't know where Ethan Page is going right now. And, you know, I think by himself he could do something, but we'll see. Uh, Lee Moriarty picked up a big win. Over Matt Seidel, we'll kind of see where Lee Moriarty, go, Moriarty goes there. And how about Anna Jay picking up a good win on Rampage? So Anna Jay finally getting some shine and moving in the right direction with the pairing of Ty Conti back. And, you know, once again, I brought up the idea of now that they've announced AEW Men's Trios Championship, do we get a AEW Women's Tag Team titles kind of even that side out? So um, that's all I got on AEW right now. It, it's kind of slow moving towards all out. Um, you know, it's, I don't know who John Mox, you know, it's one of those things. Usually AW is pretty good about setting kind of that picture of where things can go. And right now I don't know who's going to face John Moxley. I don't think CM Punk's ready to go. You know, if he is, then he's going against John Moxley and he wins at Chicago in Chicago at all out. And, you know, we move on from there, but uh, right now it's hard telling. So uh, let's do another double commercial break to kind of get you things finished up with my last comments about Triple H and Creative Control, and then uh, we'll get you on your way uh, for the evening. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. 
And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself, 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. And finally, so last call time. We're, you know, we brought this up yesterday about what should Triple H's kind of, you know, first decisions be moving forward. And I, I love the picture that, you know, was tweeted out by Triple H here. I mean, this is, you know, this is a big picture. Him, you know, looking over tryouts and, you know, him having that pen to paper on what creatively should go ahead. And I think last night you saw the first overtures. Bailey, Dakota, EO in a ta- in a faction together, you know, whatever they'll be named is fine, but that's, you know, bringing back Dakota Kai and calling up EO Shirai is a big splash. The biggest business now is what to do with Sasha Banks and Naomi, whether it's really, you know, release them or get them back. You know, we, we need a, we need some sort of closure to this, you know, if they get released, they do, you know, that's the thing it is. I hate saying it is what it is because that's the uh, the horrible catch-all phrase. But I think this is one of those things, you know, this has got to be worked on right away. And, you know, either, you know, see what they want, work to see if we can make that happen, or, you know, unfortunately release them and let them go. I mean, it, it just can't sit there in the air. And then um, Big Ben did bring up Bray Wyatt. Ah. Uh, I want Bray Wyatt back. I do. But at the same time, you know, where, what do we do with Bray Wyatt? So I'm very mixed about that. But, you know, is that, you know, getting the right people back in the fold, whether that's creatively, whether that's um, personality wise, whether that's, you know, announced team wise, I think there's just so many questions for Triple H right now. (laughs) If his heart wasn't, you know, beating beforehand, his heart's beating, you know, it, it's going to be interesting, you know, they, he better be, uh, you know, getting his good sleep, eating right, doing all the right things, which I'm sure he does anyway, but now's the time to really do that. So um, secondly, I, I think, you know, some of the logical storytelling is probably what needs to come back. And Eric Bischoff brought this up, you know, in a month or two or three, I think we could really see slow changes to that. You know, I thought there was some, you know, last night, I think everybody, you know, kind of agreed with decisions, you know, booking finishes and stuff like that. And, you know, just where guys should go, girls should go, you know, next. So that's the other thing. And, you know, maybe some of the, I would like to see an overhaul of, you know, Raw and SmackDown production wise. I don't think we see that yet. I think that's when it, I think that's when TV contracts come up and, do they switch networks or maybe resetting there? But, you know, what would be awesome is if Triple H brought back the um, individual pay-per-view sets, you know, really setting those apart from Raw and SmackDown. You know, we don't need the same setup for every pay-per-view. So those are my big things. You know what? You can write your own things if you're interested in that aspect. But, you know, those things, I think, you know, who to bring in, where to go with those signings, you know, who to, you know, maybe let go 
which is a hard decision. But what is this? Um, Triple H doesn't needs to get help from Vince. Only. I I see why you say that, Ben. But that if that gets out, <laughs> I mean, everybody's gonna be like, well, why did Vince retire? So that's where I'm like, he almost needs to <laughs> maybe keep keep Vince on the bat signal phone if he needs it. But I think this is all Triple H's baby. You know, this is him, Stephanie, Nick Khan, really working together as a trio. And, you know, he said he wants creative input from everybody. You know, it, it is one of those things that like AW sometimes where you have too many voices trying to come at it. And that's a downside as well. So, you know, I think talent coming to you every once in a while or, you know, you know, kind of maybe setting the stage for where they want to go here and there. And then, you know, maybe speaking creatively with a small group of people, a very small group is fine. Um, but if he gets any help from, you know, uh, if it's true, all Triple H will sink like the Titan. I mean, that could be, yeah, and, you know, that could be it. And then, you know, that it, you know, that's definitely a possibility. But I think there's a good foundation there. You know, there, there's no iceberg yet. <laughs> so, um, you know, if these signings fall apart or, you know, the wrong people, right, wrong people get hurt at the wrong time, you know, if Roman's truly gone, I mean, there are things, yes, out there uh, that could happen. Maybe Triple H, you know, can't do it. You know, maybe that's it too. So there's definitely the, there's definitely any downside to this, but I think he really is ready for that, you know, job. I mean, he's been, you know, kind of in the weeds for this for a long time. I mean, even if you look at the beginning of his career, he stated he'd always kind of sit in on meetings and, you know, kind of take in what he could, uh, especially it sounds like in the early 2000s. So uh, we'll see. It, it's all him now. It's all him, Stephanie, Nick Khan, really running the ship. So that's all I, that's really all I got. And um, you want to have a, that, that would be, that's, you know, I think that would have been interesting last night, Big Ben, if we could have got, I think the Rock needs to show up soon if we're building towards a Rock and Roman. If that's going to be your, that's probably needs to be your big WrestleMania night two NLI match. You know, night one can be whatever, whatever featured feud you think should be it. But night two has to be Roman and the Rock. I mean, there's no other way around it. You get that out of the way. The Rock can come back in 2024 into the Hall of Fame and wrap up his career. And, you know, we're good there. So that's really all I got. Uh, like I said, kind of keep it short, sweet, to the point today. Um, we're off next week, so we'll be back in a week or in, in another week. So back in two weeks, back on Sunday night. Um, kind of moving ahead towards AEW's All Out, which is in September. Uh, I believe we have NXT Heat Wave uh, in se September, and we'll have Clash at the Castle in September all the same weekend. So that's going to be an awesome Labor Day weekend, a really good way to wrap it up. So um, thanks, Big Ben, for joining us as always. Uh, if you ever, we'll, we're going to figure out a way to get in touch somehow. Um, I'm going to maybe put my email in there one day, Big Ben, for you. And you can email me so we can figure out a way that we can just bring you on camera-wise and uh, see the face behind Big Ben 316 and uh, definitely get in touch with your 
the friend that you know, and uh, we can bring her on and see what she's all about as well. So thanks for watching. Enjoy it and uh, enjoy the day and enjoy the Sunday. That's what's left of it. So have a good night and talk to you guys later.